Good morning, everybody. It is Friday. It is August 21st. This is Rich Haley. We're here with Morning in the Mountain Sports in the Smokies edition. Hello, everyone. Glad you made it. Glad I made it. It's kind of a dreary morning, but there's all sorts of good stuff going on in the world of sports, which is a nice change. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to be covering some of the major league action in baseball, soccer, and basketball. And then, of course, we're going to get to the items of real interest, local sports. We'll talk some college football, and we'll also talk about high school football, which is kicking off tonight. So we're going to do all of that and in just the next 30 minutes. So hang out, have fun, and let's go ahead and get started. So we're starting off with Major League Baseball. And in Major League Baseball, we've got several different stories, starting off with the Mets being the latest team in the Major League Baseball to have some players and staff test positive for COVID-19. Uh, very, very small issue for them. They've had uh, one player and one staff member test positive for COVID. And uh, they did out of an abundance of caution, they have postponed two or three games. That brings it up to 34 games so far this season that have been postponed due to COVID in Major League Baseball. Now, most of those are uh, the Cardinals, Phillies, and Reds, and uh, they've been making up those games as they go along, but now the Mets will have a few games to make up as well. Last week, we talked about uh, the Cleveland Indians having two players who broke the curfew broke the bubble and went out with no reports of any new COVID cases in Cleveland. Uh, looks like they are not going to have any problems with that. The Cubs still no uh, COVID cases, which is nice for them. And uh, they were the leading team in baseball with the best record. They have been eclipsed and it's now the Dodgers. So the Los Angeles Dodgers have the best record in baseball right now at 18 and eight. Uh, most of the teams are at right around 26 games, except for those that are making up games. Remember, it's only a 60 game regular season this year. So they're over one third of the way through the season already. Got a couple of uh, comments already. Thomas Rimmer, who has said, good morning and go Smokey Bears. Thomas, good to see you up and about. And yes, go Smokey Bears. We're going to be talking about that later in the show. I will be at that game covering it, and we'll be coming to you live this evening, letting you know what's happening with the Sevierville Smoky Bears. Also got a comment from John Peterson. Morning, Rich. Go Cubs, go, and go Maryville Rebels. Well, good luck with the Maryville Rebels. The Cubs clearly don't need luck. They're doing extremely well. Uh, they don't have the best record anymore, but they're still right in it. Uh, the A's are have the second best record at 17 and 8, and then the Cubs are at 16 and 8. So all three of those teams are doing very well, and not coincidentally, they're also managing their COVID issues very well. So right now, Major League Baseball is moving on. They've had several different outbreaks, like I've mentioned four teams with significant enough outbreaks that they've had to postpone games. But they're still moving forward. They're still playing games. They're still having their season. And uh, they're pushing through this opening issue with uh, some of these COVID issues and then plan on continuing 
and finishing out the season, which I think gives a good model for some of the other sports as they move forward. Speaking of other sports, we're going to switch over to the NBA. They're in playoff action. They finished up their abbreviated season. Now the NBA, like we've talked about, is taking a little bit of a different tack. Instead of playing all around the country, all of their players, all of the staffs are being kept in a bubble in the Walt Disney World system down there in Orlando. So uh, they're not playing in front of live fans. They've got uh, video projection screens. They pump in crowd noise and uh, they're just doing the best they can. And that approach is working for them. They have not reported a single case of COVID-19 so far during the completion of the regular season and now into the playoffs. So as we move forward in that and they move forward in the playoffs, one of the things that we covered for you last week, the Memphis Grizzlies had played their way into the play-in tournament up against the Portland Timberwolves. And uh, unfortunately for the Grizzlies, they, they were one and done. Uh, Portland won and, uh, excuse me, I said Portland Timberwolves, didn't I? It's uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. So Portland Trailblazers won that game to make it into the playoffs. So eh, we don't want to talk about soccer yet. So as the playoffs have been commencing, we've had uh, two games in the first round for all of the teams. Houston Rockets won last night with a 111-98 to score over the Thunder to take a 2-0 lead in their series. Uh, the Heat 109, Pacers 100, and again, the Heat there takes the 2-0 lead. Uh, Milwaukee even things up with the Magic. Magic took the first game, but Milwaukee took the second game, 111-96. to And in the last game of the evening, the Portland Trailblazers, who jumped out to a 1-0 lead over the Lakers, were utterly dominated by the Lakers, 111-88. to LeBron James was limited to 10 points in the game, but clearly the Lakers were functioning at a level where they didn't need uh, LeBron James to have a huge, huge game. And it really looked like uh, Portland was, uh, they had a very bad shooting night all around and it looked like they were playing flat, like they were just kind of worn out. Um, so their season, their series is evened out at one and one with the Lakers and Portland is the eight seed Lakers, number one seed, but Portland is much better than an eighth seed. So that's going to be a very competitive series and will be interesting to watch in, uh, for the next couple of games. The other thing that happened in the NBA last night was the draft lottery and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I knew I wanted to talk about them came out on top and they will get first pick in the NBA draft with the Golden State Warriors picking up that second pick. So that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. The draft, uh, draft lottery was a little bit weird. Uh, again, done virtually, no crowds, everybody was in uh, different places. So some of that excitement, some of that uh, drama was missing, but they did get it done and uh, the NBA draft will go on as currently scheduled. Yep, and went backwards. Let's go forward to the MLS. So Major League Soccer is continuing. Uh, they are starting to play in front of more crowds. Not bigger crowds, but at least more crowds. More of the stadiums are opening up to spectators. 
and uh, they're realizing that social isolation is not a problem if you're a soccer fan. Uh, stadiums are large and the crowds are very, very sparse. But more and more of them are opening up. For our local team, the newest, one of the new expansion teams in MLS, uh, Nashville, since the uh, break due to COVID-19, they've had uh, one win and one tie against Dallas. And those were the two games that they played early last week, right as the MLS's back tournament was uh, completed. And their next game is tomorrow, and they're going to Atlanta to Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium to take on Atlanta United. So that will be their next opportunity to notch a new win. So Major League Soccer is moving forward, and they are playing in their home stadiums. And while most of the stadiums are still holding back on allowing fan participation, more and more of them are opening up as we move out of COVID-19 which is a good thing. So next up, NASCAR. So we're gonna talk about NASCAR now. And uh, Chase Elliott won the Go Bowling 235 on the Daytona Road Course last weekend. That's his second win of the season, helps him out in the point battle. Uh, Denny Hamlin took second. He's now only 118 points behind Kevin Harvick. So that race is tightening up just a little bit. Chase for the championship begins in just about a month with the first race being uh, at the end of September. And uh, we'll see how everything shakes out for that. Uh, let's see. Next up is uh, two races at the Monster Mile in Dover. And both of those races will be closed to spectators. Delaware is not allowing uh, large gatherings right now. So they will be raced in at Dover without any fans present. Uh, one race will be on Saturday. The next race will be on Sunday. They're both 311 miles. And uh, Chase Elliott is on the pole for Saturday. So he's got a little bit of a streak going on. And they will do the qualifying for Sunday uh, tomorrow. So we'll see how that works out. Both of those races like I said, are in Dover. Uh, the next fan participation race will be back in Orlando, or not Orlando, Daytona, in three or in two weeks. All right, so we've dealt with the professionals. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA and how that's moving forward, and then we're going to get into some high school football and also some girls' soccer action and let you know what's going on because high school sports is back. It's a good thing. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Rich Haley. This is Morning in the Mountains, Sports in the Smokies edition. I'll be right back. streaming through Roku. Roku is a device that enables you to stream entertainment to your TV through your internet provider. The starting price is only $29 and you can purchase one either online or through your local electronics retailer. 
It's easy to use and you won't have to worry about missing any more Mountain Fun Life episodes. Mountain Fun Life, guiding your adventure. Are you a Hitchcock fan? Do you like a good suspense thriller? Then I have a couple of great books for you. Hello, I'm Joe Moore, TV host on Mountain Fun Life channel and international multi-award winning author. Almost 60 years ago, Alfred Hitchcock scared audiences with the birds. I picked up the story and wrote the next two chapters in this saga, Return of the Birds and my award-winning sequel, Revenge of the Birds. Available in hardcover, softcover, and digitally, both books can be purchased wherever fine books are sold or even autographed through the NorthPolePress.com. You have my promise. These books will keep you up at night. <laughs> hey everybody, Rich Haley here. We are back, Morning in the Mountains, the Sports in the Smokies edition. Hope you're having a good Friday morning, ready to go into an interesting weekend here in Sevier County with the uh, Jeep rally going on. You're going to see lots of those four-wheel beasts out there. So traffic might be a little bit tight, but we're kind of used to that around there, around here. So. Good stuff coming up this weekend. Weather's going to be a little interesting, so we'll just see how it goes. Speaking of how it goes, let's talk about the NCAA. As we talked about last week, we had some very major announcements on what sports would be going forward, what sports would be would not, and Division One is pretty much shut down with the exception of the Football Bowl Series, or FBS schools, and uh, they are being allowed to move forward as their conferences see fit. So like we announced last week, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 both said they will not be playing, while the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 said they do want to move forward with a football season. And of course, there's been some sniping back and forth. Uh, I did see one funny, little funny quote uh, by one of the SEC boosters hearing that the Big Ten was talking about playing in spring, their response was, well, I thought the JV usually played before the varsity. So a little slap in the face of the Big Ten fans out there, but it's college football, that's what you kind of expect. So as we're moving forward, we're a little over a month away from opening kickoff in the colleges. That will be on September 26th. Uh, we've got a couple of different stories moving around in the, in the NCAA as far as them getting ready. Notre Dame reported five positive COVID-19 results and quarantined six more people associated with the program. And there wasn't any information available on how many of them were players and how many of them were staff, only that there were some of both. So Notre Dame is dealing with a little bit of an issue. The university itself went to all distance learning last week when they started seeing numbers spike some on campus. Uh, here in the SEC, Ole Miss had 13 players test positive. Auburn had 33 players test positive and one staff member test positive. So all of those are uh, things that the different conferences, different teams are going to have to deal with as they move forward in this process of coming out of isolation. Uh, haven't seen any numbers talked about for UT. Florida has had a couple of cases and uh, we'll keep an eye on that and see what is going to happen. 
Uh, Auburn having 33 players and one staff member is the biggest case that I have heard of. So what's going to happen when the stadiums open in uh, September? There's going to be a lot of social distancing required. There's going to be um, a lot of restrictions on the size of the crowd allowed in the stadiums. And uh, Tate Reeves had a great comment on Twitter. Says, I know this won't be popular, but there will be no game day social gatherings around stadiums, no rallies, parties, or tailgates. It's no fun, but it's what allows the athletes to play. I'd still rather be in the SEC with no tailgates than the Pac-12 or Big Ten with no football. So, keeps it in perspective, lets you know exactly what we are looking forward to as we move forward. Is it going to be what we want? No. But will we have football? Yes. So we'll keep that in perspective. So let's move on to the Vols. The Vols are currently in practice right now. They are moving forward, getting ready for this uh, season to begin. They kick off at South Carolina on the 26th of September, and their home opener, they're going to meet Missouri on Halloween the 31st. Tennessee has banned tailgating, but there hasn't been any word on whether they will allow the Vol Navy to assemble um, at those docks. Some of the docks where they assemble are part of university property. Some of them are private property. So don't know how that's going to all shake out. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, again, the schedules were rearranged. If you haven't looked at the schedule in the last week, uh, go take a look at it because there have been some changes and some traditional matchups are moved around. Florida is now at the end of the schedule instead of the beginning of the schedule. One of the things Tennessee fans have said for years is they wanted to play Florida later in the season and this year we're going to get that wish. How will it work out? We'll have to see as we move through the season. With the change in the schedule, with Tennessee playing all SEC competition, and the SEC being fairly strong this year, that might cause some problem as far as Tennessee's overall record at the end of the season. So we'll have to watch and see, especially these first two games, uh, should be wins for the Volunteers, in my inexpert opinion, not having seen any practice and not knowing what's going on with COVID right now. But getting off to a 2-0 start would be a great thing for uh, the Vols. All right, I misspoke. Let me correct that. The Missouri game is 10-3. That's the third. It's not the 31st. The 31st is an open date for the Vols. Uh, Tennessee did get some bad news this week. Cade Mays, the transfer, has been ruled ineligible to play this season by the NCAA. He is filing an appeal. He's uh, retained an attorney for that. The initial appeal, or the initial waiver request was turned down. When a player transfers between universities, there is a process to go through to see whether they can play immediately the following season. And in the case of transferring within a conference, we, you need two waivers, one from the NCAA itself, one from the SEC. Cade made Cade May's NCAA waiver request was rejected. So he's working on an appeal for that. This is something Tennessee has experienced dealing with. You remember during basketball season, uh, you're a plastic 
ran into the same issue and missed half the season before his transfer appeal was finally approved. So we'll see how that works out. Cade Mays is projected as a starter if uh, his appeal is granted, and he will be anchoring what is already a pretty good offensive line for the Vols. Um, last year was a growth year for Tennessee, and this year, all things being equal, we would have expected to see a much tighter, much better group on the field. Now with all the uncertainty surrounding COVID-19 and the schedules, it's hard to see how that's going to affect team chemistry. And we won't really know until we see what happens on the field. So we'll have to see how that goes. Philip Fulmer announced uh, this week that the UT athletic program is going to lose somewhere between 30 and $40 million from the restrictions placed on football. And that's if they play a full season. If the season gets shortened or canceled, then they're going to lose even more. And that's gonna have a huge, huge impact, not just on the football team, but on all sports, because the football team Revenue from football pays for most of the other sports. Uh, in general, UT basketball is very close to break even, a little positive, a little negative. Lady Vols are slightly negative, but they bring in some good income. But all of the other sports operate at a loss and their operations are made possible by football revenue. So if you see a 30 to $40 million shortfall, in the football revenue, that is going to have a definite impact on the other sports moving forward throughout the year, and more importantly, next year, because the money made this year is what funds next year. And with that kind of a shortfall, there's going to be some tight times in athletic departments all over the United States, not just at UT. So there will also be, um, an impact on the general funding for the university. Football brings in a lot of money, and when that money is lost, it definitely has an impact on the university as a whole. The other issue that's being talked about is, will there be fans allowed in Neyland Stadium? There hasn't been an official announcement yet, but the rumblings I'm hearing are that yes, fans will be allowed into Neyland Stadium, but they're looking at limiting capacity to about 20 to 25% of the stadium. And there's no word about what services will be available, whether there will be concessions or not. My assumption going forward is if they allow fans in, they will allow for concessions, but we don't know anything for a fact at this particular point in time. They will make that decision as we move forward. Uh, the other thing that we are hearing for certain is if spectators are allowed, masks will be required going in and out of the stadium. All right, so now it's time for my favorite part of the show, and I'm sure that Thomas Rimmer has been waiting for this, as well as probably Craig Brummerstad. Let's talk about high school football. So we're ready to talk about high school sports finally. And we've been trying to get here, been trying to get here, we're here. Football kicks off tonight. Uh, there were already a couple of soccer games and girls soccer played, and there's games being played today 
and games being played uh, throughout the weekend in girls soccer and we're going to get you up to date on all of that in the next few minutes got a uh, comment from craig Craig says the Halls versus Gibbs game started off slow as expected due to limited practice and time to prepare. But once both teams got in the groove, you could see both teams are evenly matched and are going to make a good run for the playoffs. And that is a theme that we expect to see played out in all of our opening matches tonight. That limited practice time, limited preparation time, and just that air of uncertainty. Are we going to get to play? Are we not? is going to have an effect on the team's performances going forward. And we'll see how each team does as they face those challenges moving forward. But that's the key word. We are moving forward, and I'll have more about that in just a second. But right now, let's look at our individual games, starting off with Sevier County. Sevier County had a rough season last year, finishing 3-7, and 1-5 and in the district, and they're opening up against Jefferson County, at the Sevier County Stadium. This is the game that I will be covering tonight. We will not be able to webcast, but I will be there. I'll give you a halftime report live from the stadium. So hang out here and I will keep you up to date on what's going on to the game if you can't get out there. Sevier County has posted on their websites and on their Facebook page the way to go to the game. There will be no ticket sales at the game. If you want to go to the game, you have to get your tickets at the school, at the vocational office, and I believe you can still get tickets today, but there won't be any tickets sold at the gate. If you don't have your tickets at game time, you will not be able to get in. Tickets are also very, very limited. Uh, I also talked to a parent from Northview, and they said that their kids are being given uh, two or three tickets for immediate family, and that's pretty much all, all the tickets that are going to be available. Um, again, that was from a parent, so don't know if that is 100% accurate, but I do know that all of the stadiums here in Sevier County are working to limit the number of people that are going to be able to watch the games live. So if you don't have your tickets or you don't know how to get tickets, get in touch with the school and find out so you don't get turned away at the gate. So Sevier County lost to Jefferson County last year, and it was a 53 to 16 loss. Sevier County scored first in that match, and it went back and forth. Sevier County had a lead early in the second, 16 to 12, but then the Jeff County Patriots just rolled on and, like I said, won 53 to 16. I'm expecting a better game tonight. It seemed like last year all of the Sevier County teams were in a rebuilding mode, with the exception of Gatlinburg Pittman and the Kings Academy, and we'll talk about them when we get to them. But the other four teams all were in a rebuilding mode. They either had new coaching or they had just had a lot of young players or a lot of small players. So you'll see that as I go through and talk about what happened last year. But the overriding theme on that is if you have a rebuilding or a reloading year where you're playing a lot of young players, what that means is the next season, all of your players have a lot of experience. They have grown, they've worked in the off season, and the team responds to adversity, and a good coach can use that to mold the team so that the following on year, which is this year, they have a much, much better team. 
So Sevier County will be facing off against Jeff County. That kickoff is at 7.30. The game is at Sevier County. And again, check with the school to see if you can get tickets today. If not, stay with us on Facebook and I will give you updates throughout the game. Next team we're going to talk about is Seymour. The uh, Seymour Eagles finished last season 5-5, five 2-4 and five, two and four in the district and they're taking on the Kings Academy. Now, Kings Academy had a great season last year. They went 6-5 and five overall, but they were 5-1 and one in the district and did get to go into the playoffs. So, uh, and that was their first year for their coach, Jonathan Sellers, who is back and bringing them forward. Seymour has their second year coach, uh, Scott Branton. He took over the program last year and took the team, like I said, to that 5-5 five and five record where the year before that they had a very, very tough several seasons. So Branton is building the program there and we'll see what they can do this year. Seymour won last year 24 to 18 and the closeness of the score tells you a little bit about the relative strength of the two programs. Uh, Seymour was rebuilding. Kings Academy had a couple of major players who went on to play for uh, college teams. So it was a very close competitive game. We'll see what happens this year. So let's see. Uh, yeah, Seymour Gage Kitts was the major player for Seymour, and uh, he has graduated. Brendan Harris and uh, DeAndre Santel will uh, need to play well this year. GP Gatlinburg-Pittman is not playing today. They did have a game scheduled against Hampton. Hampton has postponed that match and may just shut down their football season. We don't know what's going to happen if that game will ever be made up. So Gatlinburg-Pittman had a great season last year. They went 9-3 and three overall two, or, and 4-2 uh, and two in the district. Their only two losses in regular season play were in the district to Alcoa and Austin East. Then they lost to Alcoa in the first round of the playoffs. But Gallenberg Pittman had a dominant season last year, and they hope to repeat that. This will they'll be under uh, Coach Derek Rang, and uh, we'll see how that goes for them. But they are off this week. They will play against the Kings Academy next week. That will be their opening matchup. Next up, Northview Academy Cougars. Northview is taking on West Green, also at home, and Northview, again, is one of those teams that had a big struggle, went 1-9 and nine with one conference win, uh, and it was definitely a long, long season for them. Heath Woods, their coach, is back this season, and things look to be in place for the Cougars to make a comeback. So we'll see what happens. They will be playing again tonight against West Green at Northview. And then our last game of the evening that we're going to talk about, Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge joined Northview as with a 1-9 and nine record, 1-5 one and five in the district. Their one win was over Northview, so they kept county bragging rights for that one. Uh, they are taking on Claiborne County, and again, that will be a home game for Pigeon Forge with a new head coach, but he's also the old head coach. Uh, Scott Meadows returns to Pigeon Forge. Uh, Adrian Watson leaves after three years, and uh, Coach Meadows will be bringing his Tigers back up to the form that we expect 
we hope. It's going to be a struggle. And again, with COVID-19 and all the uncertainties that we've had, don't know what's going to happen. So it's going to be an entertaining night of football, and I really expect we'll have some interesting games and interesting results. So we don't want to leave without talking about other sports. We've got high school soccer. Girls soccer is starting up. We have two games today. Sevier County is taking on Jeff County in soccer today. Uh, and Pigeon Forge, or excuse me, Sevier County and Jeff County played last night, as did Pigeon Forge and Lenore City. Tonight, Seymour is at South Doyle, and Pigeon Forge is on the field again at Cosby. Then on Tuesday, Northview takes on Seymour. That's going to be a major game. And TKA's opening game, Kings Academy lost to West uh, three to nothing in uh, volleyball. So that's our local high school sports. We will be bringing you as much sports as we physically possibly can. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back from that, I'm going to tell you more about how we're going to be bringing you all those sports. So don't go away. We're going to wrap up in just a minute. I'm Rich Haley. This is the Mountain Fun Life channel, and you're watching Sports in the Smokies. Don't go anywhere. Being a successful business is a lot of work, especially when you have to design your own media projects and advertisements. Let us take care of your media needs. We offer a large variety of services, such as photography, videography, print magazine, live streaming, and so much more. Contact our marketing today for a free initial consultation. Email marketing at mountainfunlife.com. We look forward to working with you. Parrot Mountain. This attraction has it all, whether you're two years old or 90 years young, with hundreds of beautiful tropical birds and thousands of flowers, plants, and trees. Folks who visited our park have said, I've never seen this many birds in one place. This must be what the Garden of Eden was like, the most beautiful and peaceful place I have ever been. These gardens rival the best, the best value in the Smokies. You'll want to visit Parrot Mountain and Gardens. Call or visit us online. We'll see you there. Right the board. Hey, it's Rich Haley here. We are back. Sports in the Smokies here on Morning in the Mountains. And we're about to wrap the show, but I wanted to take a little bit of time to let you know what we're moving forward towards here at the Mountain Fun Life channel. As the sports season begins again, and as we start getting high school uh, players and high school sports on track and moving forward, we want to be able to become your sports source for news and information and games, everything that we can do to bring you the local athletic competition, specifically high school, but also some of the other things that are going on around here. So we're expanding our sports coverage and we're moving part of it or most of it off to a new channel that we're putting together. It's gonna to be part of the Mountain Fun Life family. We're still gonna be linked together. We're still all hanging out together and we'll still be doing this show weekly here, but we don't want sports to become the only thing that Mountain Fun Life is known for. 
I, I'm very happy doing sports and I want people to know that we show you everything that you need to know about what's going on here locally in the sports community. But at the same time, Mountain Fun Life is all about everything that's going on in the Smokies. So we're setting up and building a new channel that we're putting together where it's going to be sports centric and we're going to move a lot of our day-to-day -day sports coverage over to that channel. And it's something we're kind of excited about and uh, we hope you guys enjoy it and that you follow us and show us the same level of support that you have here for Mountain Fun Life. Again, I'm not going anywhere. I'll still be here on Fridays, but throughout the week when we've got uh, volleyball games two nights a week, soccer matches two to three nights a week, football every Friday, that's going to be a lot. So we think it can support a channel, so we're looking at moving that in there. So stay tuned, stay on this space, keep your eyes open. There's going to be an announcement pretty soon. And you will see as we blossom and grow and become the place to go for high school football information here in the Smoky Mountains. And then basketball information and baseball and softball, soccer, golf, wrestling. Our high school athletes and our younger athletes are busy year round. And we know you want to be able to track them. In this COVID-19 age, where going to games is no longer as practical. And until we get back to something that's uh, closer to normal, we can be that resource that helps you stay in touch with all of the different athletic programs going on. And we are very excited about doing that. And we're looking at forming some interesting partnerships. So we'll see how that goes, but I just wanted to give you a heads up and let you know when you see some of this coverage moving over, it's not that we're going away, we're just getting bigger. So that's all for today. It's Friday. I hope you guys enjoy a great weekend. Remember, we've got the Jeep uh, rally going on here in the Smokies. So there's going to be some additional traffic. If you have to get anywhere, give yourself some extra time. And again, if you're planning on going to any of the high school football games this evening and all of our teams are playing at home except for Gatlinburg, remember Hampton canceled out on them, make sure to contact the school now and get your tickets ahead of time because at least Sevier County, I know for sure, and probably some of the others will not be selling tickets at the gate. They want to limit that uh, contact. So make sure you get your tickets before you go out there. Have a great evening watching high school football. Stay on our channel here because we'll bring you all the results as they come in. So for right now, we're going to get out of your way and let you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for commenting. Remember to like and share these videos, uh, help us build our audience. I will be back this evening, bringing you updates from the Sevier County football game. So look for me there, and then I'll see you back here next Friday. For Mountain Fun Life Channel, this is Rich Haley saying have a great weekend and I'll see you soon.